Guys, it's your boy Cass Corleone. You know, back again with another episode of, well, sorry, another, but yeah, I guess you can call it an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, um, second part, a uh, second episode, you know, here again uh, with somebody I, I've known for a little bit now. I stumbled upon this uh, young man at a little event that, you know, I ended up going to. Uh, not gonna lie, he surprised me. I didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize he was gonna do some of the things that he did. Hey, I, I liked it though. I, I liked it though. You know, he's definitely talented. He's a, a talented artist and a, ta- a hell of a talented dancer. Thanks. You know, uh, my man Nicholas Wild. Yo. Nicholas Wild in the building. What's good, my boy? What's <laughs> <laughs> good, man? It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh my God, man. Yo. Just thinking back to that day, you know? Yo. You know, that joint was just crazy. Like, I'm not gonna lie, you caught me off guard with the, with the you know, the, the, the light up gloves and that mask. I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready. I was like, what is he about to do? He, I was like, oh, oh, well, damn, okay. But you know, it is, it's just wild, man. I, I get that a lot. I get that a lot. That happens a lot of times. I respect that though. I can respect that though. Definitely. You got your own name, you know. A lot of people, most times, when they're that talented at dancing, they're either they're mostly a R and B singer. But the way you, the way you went about it, it was just it fit perfectly, and I like right. that. Right, match the personality and everything. So I like that you stay in your your lane, your pocket. I like that. I'm actually, you know, break this down for you. Like starting off, you know, when I was first trying to figure out who Nicholas Wilde was right um i always knew i wanted to be different um i was always a dancer right i wasn't always you know a rapper or artist that was something that kind of just happened and came to me it was actually something i didn't want to do i didn't want to be considered you know i didn't want to be a rapper i was happy just being a dancer but it's something that kind of just grew on me and once i understood that i actually have a talent for it um, I figured that I could really make some some headway with it even more um, with then, then dancing and then the fact to put it together it was just incredible um, the actual show bruh so I think that was it was around August like 2019 bruh yeah. and that's and that's when that's when me and Kaz met and that event was dope bruh my man uh, shout out to Project MC that's my guy been friends for years. Um, we got the, the girl Tommy. Me and her been cool for years. We so we met Mr. Trey Cheney. Like, yeah, dude, I was fire. He's just so down to earth, so chill, so cool. But um, that was my first time ever having my name on Billboard. Bro. It was crazy to think like I could actually that that was my first glimpse of like this has been worth it. The grind, the hustle going to these shows, putting myself out there, like that was like my first step of realizing you you on the right path. Right, right. And crazy enough, bro. Not, not, not a lot of people knew this. When we left that show that night, I stood outside for a few minutes, you know, kind of just taking everything in, processing everything after the show. I looked across the street and you know, the Fillmore is right, right. there, bro. And right. the Fillmore is, you know, that's like, are like yeah. place man like we talking about 
YBN Corday, Rico Nasty, Gold Link, like who's who's have performed there, bro. I remember telling myself that night, I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on that stage one day. Six months later, the beginning of 2020, I performed on that same stage, bro. I got to walk those halls. I saw the posters with like all of the iconic DMV artists on there, but it was just so heartwarming to see like, you know, I started out performing at church talent shows. Right. And I'm at the Fillmore, bruh. It was just insane to me. It was just insane experience, bruh. Definitely, definitely. I can imagine. Yeah, that's just crazy. You know, funny thing about it is, um, one of my close friends, he's actually, um, I don't know if they really talk much now, but they were they were very close friends with uh, him and Rico Nasty. Right. Yeah, so, um, and then y, me and YBN Corday actually went to the same high school together. He graduated like two years younger, two, two or three years after me. Yeah. But it's just crazy to, you know, see the, the talent that comes from this area because a lot of people, they don't, they don't realize how talented this area is. This area is, it's oh, insane God. with talent, like, like what KD said, like the documentary. It's something in the water. It's got to. It, it really like, is. It's, I don't know if it's the the hustle and the grind of the politics, the the urban atmosphere, or just our culture itself. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I always have said like DMV breeds the best. I've right. always said that because you know. You know, you go around and you meet so many different artists, so many different people, and it makes you just think, like, why don't more people know about this person? Like, why, why do, why is he just, why is he just here? Why is she just here? Like, right. you could be everywhere, man. And, and I see that in so many different people. And honestly, bro, it's just a matter of time. It, I, it's just a matter of time before like a whole wave a huge wave of just DMV talent is taking over mainstream it's true they're not going to be ready for it once they they're not going to be ready for us <laughs> they are not going to be ready it's crazy it's crazy man I don't know once they, once they see it everybody going to start flocking to this area we already got basketball uh huh so we got music Yep. We already got politics, so y'all y'all already a leg behind. <laughs> Come on now. You gotta Boy, get there. Now game up. <laughs> what? All the way. All the way. Uh, you know, uh, tell me a little bit more about yourself. What you been up to lately? Um, it's crazy enough. Uh, um, other than, you know, I'm a professional dancer, recording artist. Um, Within, I say the last last year, I put out my first single, uh, Nicholas Wild, I'm a Beast. It's on uh, all streaming platforms. Um, that was really, you know, getting my first taste of putting myself out there. And um, I'm glad with the response that I got. I, I got a lot of good response. So currently I am um, working on some more music. Uh, the album actually um, is in the works, hopefully to, come out either at the end of 2020 going into 2021 uh i don't want to give any exact dates just i just want people to know that when this comes out this is going to be the utmost like finest moment of nicholas wilde you are going to see full aspects of me of as far as creativity 
musicality. Like I'm, pu I'm putting it all out there with this album. I want to show people that I'm versatile, that I that I can really do this and show them I'm next. And, and you should be worried. <laughs> respect that. I can definitely respect that. And, you know, I say, they say, you know, it don't matter. I said, because they're gonna I say I'm gonna wake them up since they sleep on me. Exactly. Exactly. I like it. You're taking your time and you're you're getting your body of work together that you feel is necessary and then you present it to the people versus right. rushing it out. Right. I respect and that. I definitely respect that. enough, I'm actually super thankful for this uh for the pandemic. Because it really allowed me to actually take the time to just step back yeah. and really hone in on my craft, you know. Um I, I was actually, you know, I'm always somebody who likes to keep moving, keep hustling, keep grinding. I actually had shows that was supposed to be booked right before the pandemic. And all of those got shut down, got canceled. And kind of just like, oh, man, like, like the way kind of just get ready to take off and it's just like shut down. Like, but no, it was a it was a blessing in disguise. And it it really um, got me to just sit back like, OK. I'm gonna take this time, be patient, really, really put in the time and the work, find my sound, hone on my craft, and just be prepared to, to unleash what I got in the coming next. Definitely, definitely. I understand that. Yeah, I get it, man. I was I was just getting ready to come back into some things because I had a few things that had happened. So I was right ready to step back into it and it was like literally everything shut down I was like oh. but at the same time like you said you know I looked at it as a blessing because um, at the time my computer was down and I had nothing to record on Dang. and by the grace of God like a month after I was able to get everything straight get all my hardware and stuff back on there Right. I was like wow you know what I was like oh yeah all this happened for a reason. It was just like it was go mode from then on. I was like, all right. Exactly. I just I had to put some things in action. So I understand. I feel that, man. And, and it's crazy enough, like, how many people, like, like definitely, I say, like, black businesses. Yeah. Really taken off, man. And, like, I've always been a huge advocate for black business because. Right. But, bro, I love our culture, bro. We can literally take nothing and turn that into something so incredible. Mm. And I've seen so many people that so many black businesses and I'm supporting all of them, man. They doing super successful, really like showcasing their craft, their passion, right. and just grinding to just do great things, man. <laughs> oh Um, is there anything else you want to add in? Like, um, I think for me, like personally, like it also allowed me to, you know, do other stuff with my businesses. Like, um, I'm C, I'm a CEO of a, a production company. Mm -hmm. um, we we do like a bunch of different things, where it's like uh, YouTube videos, podcasts. Like anything that's like media entertainment, like we do a whole bunch of stuff, social media marketing, all types of stuff like that. Um, this pandemic really allowed us to go into crunch time and really put ourselves out there and uh, getting into my getting into this position because I just got into the position at the time. Um, it really forced me, you know, to 
step up as a leader and really take the initiative. And since then, like, we've got an official website out. We got uh, six different YouTube channels we're running, putting out over 30 videos a month. Wow. Like, that's that's unheard of. Right. And I'm going to brag about that as much as I can because that's just something for us to be proud of especially with you know such that we have such a small team of people but all of them are so passionate and dedicated to you know just being content creators and doing things and I'm I'm thankful that they trusted in me to really you know get the ball rolling get this machine going and we've been doing great ever since shout out to Creator Source Studios we've been doing great things with that I got my own um graphic design business so i do like logos artwork things like that i got that going so for me the pandemic kind of slowed things down but it also took me into a whole nother gear right like this this is not an excuse for you to just stop this is an excuse for you to go even harder right i understand that mm-hmm. i definitely understand that you know a lot of people they've been talking about in the pandemic they gained weight and different stuff like that I'm not gonna lie, I've gained a little bit now because I got comfortable, but in the beginning, right, I lost 25 pounds. I was like putting in the work, right? What what are you what are you guys doing? Right. It's just crazy. Like you gotta I know you feel idle because you're sitting at home. Right. But at the same time, your mind isn't idle. You can still work on something. You can still do something. Exactly. Even if it's um for example, me, I, I had to brush up on some of my engineering skills. So, watching different tutorials, taking different classes. Yeah. And even if you're looking at uh, two tutorials a day, and that's 30 minutes, yeah. you're still putting in some kind of work. You gotta, right. as long as you're not staying stagnant, you're getting better. Right, exactly. It's all about your pace. Exactly. And I think, you know, it's, this would then really show people's character too, because it's like, when nothing is going on, are you going to push yourself to be greater? And, and that's my mentality has always been, you know, tomorrow is not promised, but I got to be better than yesterday. Like I got to continue to elevate, become my best self, and nobody's going to get me there except for me. So right, right. I got to do everything that I can. And you know, I started, you know. I, I what I liked about this, I went straight back to the drawing board, man. I went back to waiting before I was like a dancer, before I was doing like YouTube business, anything like that. I went, I went back to the, to the sketchboard, man. Right. Back to the sketchboard, got back on my art skills, and then I started um, a lot of one of my hobbies. I like to face paint. Oh. Like, this is just a different way to me to showcase my artwork, showcase my craft, and I got really good at it. You know, over this for them, we just taking, you know, every every Friday, just coming up with some sketch, little sketch ideas, and then putting the paint on my face. You know, yeah, it's, it's a, it's it's the however you do it, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it be a hobby, whether it be you know exercising, you want to read a book, like right. it really doesn't matter what it is, as long as you're doing something, something to elevate yourself, because not everybody is a homebody. But I think that's what the biggest thing I noticed. Like a lot of people were like, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. I'm ready to get out of here. Like people were ready to go wild. Right. And I'm like, no, like this is the time to work on you. Exactly. Work on you. You have like, if there was any time for you to be like, 
you know, I'm gonna work on myself. There is no perfect time than now. It's definitely worked out for me because I'm a homebody. I like yeah, home. I'm a homebody, man. I don't complain about going out. What? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna be in here. Y'all have fun. I, okay. I'm, I'm gonna be right in the house. I can't tell you how many times I had people blogged on my phone. Wow, wow, bro. Come on, bro. Let's just go out, bro. Let's just step outside, bro. Let's just, let's just go over here. We're going to get some food real quick. We about to go over here, talk, da, da, da. Like, no. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I am perfectly comfortable being in the house. If you are not comfortable in your own home, there is a problem. Right. That says something. Hey, if you cannot be in the house with your boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, kids, no matter what it is, like, Right. There is a problem. <laughs> what? How you gonna let somebody else disturb your peace? Big facts. Ain't nobody like, disturbing mine. Exactly. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable over here. Alright. Over here, I got my Netflix going on. Working right. on sketches. Next then an hour or two, write some lyrics down. I'm I'm, I'm good. Oh. Yeah, in between the episodes, I might do a few push-ups. Exactly. We we good. We not we not worried about anything else. But but trust me, when when this is all said and done, oh man, oof, I don't even want to speak on it. Oh man, <laughs> uh, it's going to be crazy. Oh my god, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be something else when it's all over. I definitely want to say this too. If you got people, check on those people, man. What? Check on other people, man. Mm. Say it again, man. Say it. Again. You really know who you, who your real friends are. I think that's another thing too. People discover who their real friends are. A lot of people thought, you know, I'm not gonna get too much into it. That you know, they friends that they always align with. Mm-hmm. Those are people who you thought was gonna be looking out for you. That you ain't hearing from. They over in Florida, Valley, <laughs> going on a trip. Are you in the house? <laughs> like, what? They ain't hit you up or nothing like that. I mean, of course, not everybody's going to be your friend, but, you know, just look out for those people, you know? I, that's one thing, you know, I had to had to do because I, I get so focused on everything that I'm doing. Yeah, I just take some time, like, yo, what's going on with you, bro? Like, you good, sis? Like, check on people see how their mental state is you know you don't know what somebody's going through during this time you know unless you ask what definitely you know, just check out check up on your people see what's going on with them uh, mental health i stress yeah health. i'm somebody i've dealt with anxiety depression i have mental health issues that run in my family yeah so believe me i understand it is a strong friend, you gotta check up on them because even though they're your strong friend, they're not always strong. Yeah, you need somebody to lean on too. And it ain't always easy for somebody to open up to you like they, like you say they should because right. some people are private people as well. Some people are just not good at talking about how they feel. Right. So, exactly. um, even if it ain't nothing but call them and say, hey, listen, man, I love you. You know, so I'm thinking about you. Simple. It makes it makes a difference. It makes I, a true difference. I ain't telling you call them every single day. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just saying, at least just show them that 
you know, you they can feel your presence, that they know you care, that you're thinking of type thing like that, you know. But you know, just definitely look out for those people, man. Those are the ones that's gonna be partying with you when it's over. Those are the ones get away. Finally out, dog. Let's go somewhere. Once, <laughs> if anything is open, yeah, <laughs> we're closing everything down. Me and DoorDash done got real cool. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> really cool, man. I thought I, I was like, man, this is ridiculous. I was, you don't know how lazy me and my fiance done got with that. I'm like, man, I don't even feel like going. Babe, I got paid today. I really don't feel like cooking. Yeah. Oh, we'll just get DoorDash. I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, what, what you want to get? What you got for? <laughs> that, that DoorDash is a dangerous tool. Yeah. You fall out a rabbit hole with that one. Yeah. I know a bunch of people that was like, yo, I'm about to get on DoorDash. They go, I was like, you right. <laughs> you going to make some solid money right now. <laughs> What? Yeah, but she does it too. And I know one day she made like seventy five dollars. I was like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah, I only work like four hours." I'm like, Phew. "Okay, like, I ain't mad at you." <laughs> do what you got to do. I don't know. I be I be a little skeptical of the DoorDash people. I sometimes feel like they be eating my food. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just because I got trust issues, but I don't know. I be getting a little skeptical. I don't like how you folded my bag up. What, 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 what? <laughs> uh, you, three creases instead of two. I don't know. You might you might have tried to, try to slide in there and grab a couple fries. I don't know. Like what's going on? Hold on. I'm supposed to have five chicken tenders. It's only four in here. Exactly. Something right. <laughs> like, it's a twenty piece nugget. I only got eighteen. Hold up now. Something's not right. Nah, man. <laughs> Doing me like that. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll go ahead and get into uh, the what the fuck is wrong. So we'll start off with I like to always start off with what the fuck is wrong uh, with Black Twitter. So first of all, let's talk about. I know everybody been talking about it. We'll talk about it again. Uh-huh. Rap. I'm not gonna lie. It's a good song. The song is good. I like the song. The video. I was just like, wow. Y'all, y'all, y'all left me in awe. <laughs> I, all I can say is, good golly, Miss Molly. Oh. Like, all I want to do is go home to my fiance and just be like, come here, baby. <laughs> come here. Just come here. Just come here. Just put this wig on. Just put this wig on. We, we just. Mm, 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 mm. I haven't seen the full video, but I saw a part of it on Twitter. And all I just wanted to say, like, the water was giving me hella. What was I don't know what BT Awards it was. Oh, they uh, did that, Jay. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she pulling right here. The song is catchy. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if it's something that like it's just gonna stick with me. Oh, I feel like yeah. it's just gonna be, you know, good for right now, but man, gotta show love to my black woman, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B. What? Peace. Love me a black woman, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Nah. But we gonna see what happens. I'm probably gonna be bopping to it later later today. <laughs> we all know. We gonna see. We gonna see what's wrong with it. 
I love, I'm a, uh, when it comes to music, I'm a very technical person. So I listen for different flows and different things like that. And right. a lot of people won't catch it, but I like how she used the, uh, her first verse, Megan, she uses like a Dallas flow, you know, she's mm-hmm. Houston. Right. She bodied that track. I was like, Ooh, yeah. okay, using the yellow BZ flow. I like that. I uh-huh. like that. Switching it up, giving people different something to listen to, you know, it's like, okay. You're not just staying one dimensional, you're using right. all your tricks in your bag. I like this. Like, I like it. I like it. The truth is, I, I, I don't think Megan is one dimensional. Oh, not even close. I don't think she's one to at all. I feel like a lot of people give her crap just because of, you know, the type of music she makes and what she talks about. And I'm like, like, she gonna do her regardless. Unapologetically her. She authentic and I respect that about her. And she portrays that in her music. I think that's what people need to really understand. And I really think about, you know, the all the you know, derogatory things just realize how truly authentic and versatile she is and like I think I think now like we gonna really see like some really new stuff from her mm-hmm. that really gonna open our eyes to how really good Megan Stallion is right a lot of people don't know her mom was a rapper yeah she learned yeah. a lot from her mom she was like she would hide and this is her mom in the studio and stuff like that I'm like man so you got a parent that was doing stuff like that. And then she came out to her, she was 18. Like, I wanted to rap. Mm. I was like, so if you've been plotting and working on your craft all this time, right? just improving yourself and getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Like she, you don't know how many different things she got in her trick. Ooh. She yeah. might come out with a whole R&B album, album and fool all y'all, y'all don't even know it. If that yeah. joint slap, that's gonna be my new hit right there. Exactly. <laughs> that joke will be on repeat. Oh my! <laughs> See, I was like, no, it's just she, like you said, she's one hundred percent authentically her. Yeah. And all the women that I talk to, they all say that she's their interaction voice. Right. I like, <laughs> right. So, I was like, so you can't be mad at her for what she's saying because, I mean, like you said, she's speaking her truth. Right. That's who she is. Right. That's what she does. She's a boss. And all you gonna all you can do is put respect on her name. If you can't do nothing yeah. but that, it's gonna be it's that simple. Yeah. Megan the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do not disrespect this woman, man. What? She gonna show y'all. She, ooh, ooh. I, she really gonna show y'all something. I feel it. I feel it coming. She gonna really show something something serious soon. I don't really be on Twitter like that, but the stuff that I be saying, it just make me question. <laughs> did you really just just take time out of your day to, to say this? Like, <laughs> did you? Well, like, what made you think? I gotta put this on Twitter today. Somebody gonna go crazy about that. <laughs> Honestly, some of these people, I truly feel like they're just saying stuff for the attention. Right. Like, I know you don't mean this. Right. Because when I talk to you in person, you'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. I really didn't mean that. Like, right. Uh, like, you wow. It's not that It's not that deep. I think... Just to get some retweets or some... And I think the crazy thing is that I think people kind of feel justified, too. Yeah. Kind of crazy to me. I'm like, yes, you're entitled to your opinion. It doesn't mean that you're right. Big facts. 
people treat like their word as like a statement like this is what it is like <laughs> like it <laughs> no <laughs> it don't work like that and like and i think you know i'm me personally i'm just very careful with anything that i put out there right. because i'm all about you know positivity respect you know being your best self achieving greatness and things of that sort so like i'm always like if you go through my twitter i'm only putting up inspirational stuff empowering stuff for people to look at because i feel like twitter is just so toxic with so much negativity i think we need that positivity to kind of just block that stuff out and kind of be like you know what this is what i need to be worried about right I, I, I... It's sad to say I gotta get to that level. I can't. <laughs> I can't always say that I um some of the stuff that I retweet it retweet it'd be so funny. Uh, help myself. I'm like I'm just I I give him that Twitter. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's 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 so much better than it's better than a sitcom. Oh my gosh. What? Stuff that people be coming up with. I'm just like the creativity is just mind blowing. Uh, uh, like the um, uh, like them talking about Bobby Schmurder possibly getting out. Uh, like he was supposed, they saying he was supposed to get out yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And like some of the stuff they were saying, like his hat is finally gonna come down and back to him from 2014, and then somebody edited the hat like the uh, the last scene in the Avengers movie with Thor's hammer coming back to him. Oh, I was in my room dying. Oh, wow. Like, y'all have no chill. The top, but I'm just, people will take advantage. Any situation. It don't matter what the situation is. It could be terrible. Absolutely terrible. And somebody will find a way to spin it and just make it hilarious. That's the one thing I can't appreciate about Black Twitter. We can, like, just joke about anything. Right. We really can just joke about anything, even even when it's really not supposed to be funny, and I'm guilty of that. But Jesus, guy, oh man, I just sometimes I just want to be like, thank you, sir, ma'am, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you made my day with this one. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. oh man. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about with uh, dealing with Black Twitter or what that's going on right now with uh, like pop culture or whatever? Uh, um, what was the one thing that I saw? Uh, <laughs> I guess we can touch on this entanglement. Okay, let me just say this. Okay, and I'm gonna break this down to three different ways. We're gonna start with August first. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, <laughs> you broke bro code. <laughs> you do not speak on these things. These are not things that need to be spoken out loud. And the only reason I think he spoke up about it is because he actually had his feelings involved. I think there was real feelings involved between, you know, him and Jada. Right. And part of me kind of feels like he was like, it's either going to be me or him. And Jada was like, 
Me and Will been together 20 years, boy. You ain't <laughs> this where I'm this is where I'm at. And I feel like he just got this feelings about it. And I mean, I just want people to just as crazy as the situation is, you gotta give August credit, bro. He bagged Jada Pinkett Nip. The woman who used to mess with Tupac. You got legacy on your <laughs> what? You got legacy on your car, bro. It don't get no better than that. You gotta think about this. He was young. Looking at her. That's like that's like the 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 celebrity you had a crush on in high school and actually getting with them. <laughs> That's why I say he got the W. He got the W for that one. He definitely got the W for that. Now, I got to get to my man, Will. Will is a different breed, bro. <laughs> Will is a different breed, man. Just to have him sit there and just have to hear that come out her mouth. And you can literally see the pain. It's not funny, but you can see the pain on his <laughs> It is funny because all dudes that have got their heart broken understand what he is feeling. <laughs> but his is so much worse because the girl would try to lie to us. Jada <laughs> was 100% truthful with him and said it straight to his face. And he had to have the strength as a black man to not jump over that table again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he did it. I gotta give him so much respect for that. That's all. Many good men that I know that probably would have went off on Jada for that. Well, cut these cameras off right now. Come yeah, on, come on, come on, come on. You, you, you did what? <laughs> Entanglement? Is that what we calling it? Uh, you know, I was listening to the '85 South show. And it was like they said something about it and they was like if you look at his face when she said entanglement and look like he had heard the word before and she was using it back against him exactly. when they said that i almost lost it i was like it did though uh, it did it looked like he's like the, really shout out to the 85 south show because they learned but i remember watching the episode and i was thinking like he done probably used that against her before. <laughs> the fact that she, but it had nothing to do with how she explained it. His definition was totally different. And the fact that she used that word against him, that's what hurt him so much. And Tankum was about to be a new wave, bro. Nobody gonna wanna be married. No, no one baby be in a relationship. Nobody wanna be cuffed up. They wanna be in the entanglement. <laughs> Some of them jokes with the entanglement. It was like, it was like I'm not, uh, it was like I'm not poor. I'm just in a financial entanglement. I was dying. Yo, I, like, I, I just want to say that whoever replaced what, what was the original one? I think it was the Michael Jordan mean face. Oh, mean mug. and then they replaced that with Will. <laughs> I'm like, yo, y'all are ruthless. My man is hurting right now. His woman, his wife, his partner of over 20 years just straight up told him to his face on in front of the world. She was in an entanglement. 
like how 85 South broke it down, yo. They was like, we're only good for making love, man. <laughs> 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 I'll be over here doing all kinds of tricks and stuff with her. She got her a young dude. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I will pray for Will. I'm gonna pray for him because I know he's going through it right now, man. This, but my, this is the one thing I thought about, which was crazy. I'm like, how does Jaden feel? What? How does Jaden feel? He was friends with him. He was friends with August, man. <laughs> like that's the that's that's a federal offense, ma. Ma, you gonna sleep with my friend? My you friend, me, like, bro. Like, Oki could be my stepdaddy. Like, how does that work? <laughs> Like, oof. like, I seen this one picture. It was around, supposed to be around the time when they were all together. Yeah. It was a picture of Jada, August, and uh, Jaden. Yeah. And Jaden was looking so much at his feelings. And the next thing you know, you see Drake hugging Jaden. I was dying. I was like, oh, right. man. I was like, this is, this is, this is too much. The fact of the matter is, like, I don't think this is new to any of us. I think we all suspected even way back then because this is not new. We've been there. Right. I think we all just were kind of shocked how Jada responded to it. Right. Like playing it off like, oh, it wasn't really nothing. When clearly there was something, something going on. And you know, <laughs> August didn't have to drop that song, man. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I have to drop that song, man. I really was trying hard not to listen to it. I was like, I'm not going to encourage this bad behavior and disrespect. <laughs> I'm not going to encourage this. But I was just like, let me not. Once I heard that Rick Ross was kind of encouraging him, I was like, okay, let me at least hear it. Them first few lines from Rick Ross in that song are so disrespectful. <laughs> they are so disrespectful to Will. <laughs> And the work, oh my God. Like, if you really pay attention to the lyrics, he is being so disrespectful. And I don't care what nobody says, Will did not allow her to do that. There is no way that Will told August, oh, go ahead, do that, bro. Even if they are separated, even if they was really not messing with each other, they still, you you saw at the end of they was like bad bad partners for life. <laughs> right. They gonna be together to the end. Right. Man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Will gotta come out with a diss track, bro. <laughs> Will gotta put a diss track out, yeah. Hey, hit me up. I'll produce the track, bro. Yo, for real. Let me get a feature on that <laughs> Yo, Will gotta come out with something for the prayers out to him. I'm praying for Jaden too. Because Jaden probably going through something right now that we ain't all seeing. <laughs> for real. Right. And you know, it really makes a lot of sense. It man. does. It really, like the transition from like, that time period to now, it right. really makes so much sense. Yeah. It really makes so much sense. It's just like, parents, you gotta see, you know, what you do affects your kids. Exactly. It exactly. really affects your kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know what kind of damage this did to him. Yeah. I just I just hope, you know, all of them are, I hope that he's better now and he knows yeah. how to deal with everything. Right. 
we're about to go on the spree. We're about to be like in that DMX song. I never surely Coretta Oh, and back. <laughs> we're about to go ham. Yeah. I'm gonna get you back. She's like, oh no, you're nice. Oh, yes, I am. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this ain't over. Nah, nah, I can't just let you slide with that no. <laughs> no. I'm praying, praying for that whole family. <laughs> but I respect the, that they could, I think, I, I honestly feel like, I feel like that was kind of a missed opportunity for them to kind of just be like, this is what we do. I kind of feel like, because I, I think we all know well, and definitely was messing with Margot Robbie. There, there is no doubt in my mind that there was something there. And I just feel like I feel like that. Look, this is what we do, y'all. Right. Y'all are not do me, but we still together. It is what it is. We've been in entanglement for twenty years. That's what it's <laughs> gonna be. <laughs> Another day. I mean, I, I respect I respect what they didn't though because right. you know you really don't. Once if they announce that you really don't know who's gonna come out of the woodwork saying, oh, "Yeah, I slept with them." Well, I slept with them. Like you know, they kind of want to keep that the anonymity and still keep their class because even though you know Hollywood may know, yeah, the rest of the world don't even know. Because, right. You know they have big endorsements. Like he got, I think we got an endorsement with uh, YouTube and yeah. you know, doing all that traveling he was doing and doing these yeah. Disney movies. He's trying to, they trying to save face. So yeah. of course, you know the way they went about it, and they just talked. It gave everybody an opportunity just to talk about it. Right. And it kind of now it's slowly kind of like drifting off, back off now. So it's like everybody's, oh, that happened. Right. Okay. I I, I remember. That's it. Versus and then. Five six months, you gonna drop a movie and everybody gonna be like, "Oh, entanglement? What?" <laughs> you be like, "I just made another Billy." Yeah, you know, I talk about entanglement. I'm like, I'm balling. That no more. Like, <laughs> 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 that's a different man. I got so much respect for him. So I got so much respect for him. That, that's just my piece on it. Right, right. Jada, you wasn't right. That's all I'm going to say about her. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. You wasn't right for that. You didn't have to use that word on him. <laughs> you didn't have to use that word on Jada's a different breed. Jada is not the typical black female. Jada was in her own heavy metal band. Yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, you know, that right there alone lets me know you, you won't you're not the typical female from Baltimore. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, anyway, I guess we'll go ahead and move on to the uh, Manila world. And that's, you know, news, people, you know, different uh, topics going on in the world, you know. I heard they like to say the regular news. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, how you feel about Trump talking about he gonna ban TikTok? Like, what? How you gonna ban TikTok? I, I am fully convinced 
that there is a child inside of Donald Trump's body. <laughs> like, I'm fully convinced his brain is like the size of a peanut. Like, there's, there's, I've, <laughs> there, his behavior is nothing like a president. Nothing like a president. He doesn't even act like a businessman that he so claims to be. And the fact that he would do something as childish as trying to ban an entire app, an entire culture of people, like, it's just ridiculous to me. Like, what, what, what's the point? What's the purpose of even doing that? And I remember I was, I wasn't even, I've, I've actually kind of gotten back on TikTok now that I've heard about this. Um, and I wasn't even somebody like, even when I was doing it, I wasn't crazy about it. It was just about, you know, making content. Right. But it was kind of just the outpour of support for TikTok. Right. Helped me really realize that, wow, like this app is kind of revolutionary in a way. Because the, the outpour of support, not just from like the people on it, but just kind of just seeing how TikTok was able to help so many people. Like this one guy I see on TikTok, he's a he's a dancer. Um, I think his name is Maiko, if I remember right. I remember him just kind of talking, like just kind of sharing his piece. Like, you know, being on TikTok has really allowed me to, you know, support my family, you know, getting these endorsements from TikTok and just being able to just be me, be dance and create fun stuff for you all is really, been supportive and helpful for me to do the things that you know help me better my life right. aspect of tiktok i never saw before um and that was kind of eye-opening for me kind of saying like wow like tiktok is really really doing something it's not just about you know 15 second videos like there's there's really headway here and, and um i watched the other video with the uh, i think it was the one of the executives at TikTok just kind of talking just thanking everybody for their support and everything I remember hearing that Microsoft was trying to buy it um and just saying just the outpour of support for TikTok like nobody did this for Vine no. this did not happen for Vine at all not at all they let Vine fall they just let Vine go and just kind of just saying how so many people support TikTok TikTok will be around for a while yeah. it's really gonna stick around for a while but Trump, I I ain't got time for you, bro. Like I just I just don't like you said I just don't understand. It's just amazing to me how petty and spiteful we can be. Right. Like um, Gen- uh, Senator Joe Lewis. Yeah. I'm just passing. Yeah. He had to make a smart remark. Well, he didn't come to my inauguration, dude. He was a senator. It's past. Come on. You had you really had to throw some kind of shot. Yeah. What 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 do you gain from that? Does that make you, does that boost your ego? Does right. that does that what does it do? And this lets you know that all the money and power in the world does not make you a better person. If your character is terrible, it shows. It will reflect. It doesn't matter. Like and the fact that I think Trump was put in a position to kind of showcase, in a way, 
he represents America. He represents a large portion of America and how people actually feel and think and act. Right. Not just toward black people, but just as far as just lifestyle. What? What they believe in, like what they're instilling in their children. Mm-hmm. And that's scary. That's very scary. Uh-uh. To think that somebody like him was able to get into the highest position in America. He's the president. Him. We had to fight to get Barack. We had to literally fight. And we had to fight to even keep him there even harder. And I would preach this to the dad. People have their opinions on Barack and his run and whatever policies and things like that. My my thing is that the representation of black people in America will never be the same again. Mm-hmm. We will never get that lucky again. <clears throat> At least not in our lifetime. Well, I hope so. I hope so. I'm I'm really to, so. Honestly, but it's just so hard for me to see it. Like that was, it came, he came at the perfect time. He was educated, well-mannered, well-spoken. The, his wife, first lady, phenomenal. Both of his daughters, educated, well-respected. Even the dog was well-mannered. Like they were the definition of black. And they represented us to the T. Like no drugs, nobody was in no scandals, nothing. no felonies, nothing like that. They represented true black people to the T. Right. Not what you see in Hollywood, not what you see on TV, what black people actually are. Uh-huh. And it's hard for me to say it, man, because like I don't think we're gonna get that lucky. If I had it my way, and I, and I honestly feel like she don't want it, I'd have Michelle run for office. What? Please. Oh my God! Please, 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 please have two black presidents. I would love for Michelle to run and win, so we have the first black president, the first female president, and she's a black woman. What? Are you kidding me? Michelle would have this joint order so fast. Wow. First day, she on the clock. Let's go. Like, she better listen here, bro. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a, and she from South Chicago. She gonna do what we gonna do. A, B, C, D, and F. If you don't like it, <laughs> you better get off. Go handle that for me. <laughs> like now, uh, go out here and go do it. Rock is gonna chill, you gotta go in and <laughs> You heard what you said? <laughs> Bro, I honestly feel like, yeah, like they just don't want to deal with that life no more. They did it for two years, they don't want it, but oh man, I would love. Michelle, oh my, Michelle would be phenomenal. For real, for real, man, I really want to see some other cultures represented, right? I would love to see, you know, like a Hispanic man or woman. Right, I agree. I want to see some other cultures represented. There is more to America than just black and white. Definitely. I would love to talk. Chalk, yeah, we need him out. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> Kanye, you are not you are 
far qualified. <laughs> he was far the less qualified. I've never seen a man who is 72 years old act like a 15 year old. Like, <laughs> what? Like, you're on, more, you're on Twitter more than me. Right. <laughs> right. I am supposed to be on Twitter all day. I don't even think. How many presidents have you known that have actually used social media? I don't even think Barack used it. He used it, but I think it wasn't necessarily him using it. It was somebody else tweeting for him. Because mm-hmm. I used to follow, I was following him. Right. So you, you see little stuff every day, mm-hmm. but it wasn't to the point of you sending out 20, 25 tweets a day. It's about nothing. I'm like, right. Just utter nonsense. No, like nothing makes sense. Huh? People literally have to come out and be like, no, that's not correct. <laughs> yeah, it makes it makes no sense that you you talk about something and then your staff has to come right behind you two days later and say, we're sorry, he was misinformed. He he read something wrong or he, he didn't get the right information. You're a grown man. Before you make a statement, read up on what you're supposed to read up on. Go out there, present it, and be correct. Or at least, for the most part, know what you're talking about. At least have some kind of general understanding. Come on, injecting people with bleach and all that. Like, come on. What? Now, what? <laughs> wall. What? How you going to do that? <laughs> uh, you know, that's something I'm so trying to wonder. Where is this wall? Did, wasn't that his big thing? That was the biggest thing he was talking about that he was going to do. I'm still waiting on this wall. That ain't happening. <laughs> Definitely not. Gonna gonna pay for it. No time soon. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I can't trust it. I just. I'm. I'm. We. We really have like since his presidency, we have seen America's true face. We've really seen America's true face, and you know what? Just to say it, call out all of these white people who have been silent. I'm not talking about the people who speaking up and supporting him. I'm talking about the people who have been silent. The white people who know black people and have not stood up for us. And like, even with the riots that was going on at the beginning of 2020, like we we really got to see who was really supportive of Black Lives Matter. We really got to see that. So it's convenient for you to call me your friend, but when the time actually matters, you want to turn a blind eye. And that, I felt like that was hurtful. Whether we want to admit it or not, we have to share America with white people. It is what it is. But I also recognize that not all white people are Donald Trump. Which means that those of you who know, I don't expect you to understand our struggle. I don't expect, you know, white people to understand our struggle, what we go through on a daily basis. Because honestly, they never will. All I can say is that you respect it and support us in the ways that we need, right? It's gonna take more than just us, right? 
and I'm tired of the all lives matter because as as much as I understand it, black lives, all lives matter will not matter until black lives matter. Until black lives have some real significance and importance, all lives matter will, will, will be pointless. I agree. I definitely agree because I was looking at something the other day and it was uh, referred it somewhat to the Bible and it was saying that, you know, if you have a hundred sheep and one strays off, the 99 still matter, but the 99 are safe. Right. It's that one sheep that has strayed off that is the one that's in danger because he is not there for me to protect him. So that's what we're saying. You all lives is the 99. We're that one that is off to the side, that has been ostracized, that has been abused, that has been neglected, that has been mistreated. We're not saying that the 99 don't matter, but we're saying we matter too because y'all are over here. Y'all pushed us over here and act like we are beneath. We're less than, we're non, not comparable to you when actuality, you want to be us without being us. Huh. The funny thing about it, you love our culture, you love our the way we look, the way we dress, the way we talk, the swagger we have, our hair. You love it so much, but yet you, you really don't want to be us. Because when it comes with the walking around the store, people following you, driving your car late at night, and in the wrong neighborhood, um, just something small, and it can be construed as totally different. Call police for absolutely nothing. nothing. But. Come on now, it's, it's not necessary. It's, it's just not. But y'all, y'all won't see it until it's you. And when it's you, it's too late. It's because we're telling you this now, this is what they're doing. But once the government decides they want to vote martial law, and they show y'all that y'all don't matter either. Mm. Y'all really gonna be sick. Y'all mm. gonna be, oh, I didn't understand why they. <laughs> we tried to warn you. Right. We tried to tell you because if not it's not just us, it's not just us. Not just us. Because once they come after, I said once they done with us, they come after everybody. Exactly. As so either you help change the system now or it gets worse. None of us are happy. Yeah, you, you said the word that's literally what I was getting to is like they want everything that we have like I said before black people have the capacity to take nothing and turn it into something mm-hmm. like they gave us this and we turned it into like what is something like what's a good example like I would say like crack in the 80s right they brought that into New York and gave it to the black people. They were doing that to tear down our culture. And what did we do? We turned that into a business. Taking absolutely nothing and turning it into something. That's the capacity that black people have. Clothing, music, we literally dominate music. Entertainment, if you're looking at all the movies that started to come out now, what are you starting to see? More black actors, more black historical films, mm-hmm. Queen and Slim. I actually just saw a, a trailer for this new movie called Judah and the Black Messiah. 
and it's like a Black Panther uh, historical film. Okay. Touching on, and I, I just saw the trailer. It looks like it's gonna be really good. They have the same guy who played the uh, male in Queen and Slim. Okay, he's also uh, also the director of Black Panther, Ryan Coogler. He's from, uh, okay, isn't it? Huh? So you know, I already know that's gonna be incredible. But it's kind of just like we dominate, but the issue is we are not profiting from it. Black dominates clothing, cosmetics, engineering, medicine, healthcare, like we dominate in all of those spectrums. But we are not profiting from it. Why? Because there is somebody up of above us, somebody that gives us orders. And and if <laughs> I'm telling you this, if black people were literally just to be like, you gonna own everything for ourselves, I promise you, we would be thriving. Yes. If we was to do like our, like our ancestors leave Britain to come to America, if we was to do something like that, are you kidding me? The things that we could do, the knowledge, the ability we have, just as, just being black. Oh my gosh. And you know, people always, you know, have their opinions about about what black people should do things like that my thing has always been don't complain about the problem if you don't have a solution do not complain about the problem if you're not going to give me a solution if you see a black person being threatened abused by a police officer and you see there's an issue there. You have the right, the right as a human being and as a U.S. citizen to do something about it. Give up, help us, give us a solution. We're not gonna be able to figure it all out. I'm not, we, we're great. Black people are great, but we're not gonna be able to figure everything out, right? Right. Like, it's gonna take all of us to do something. Definitely. And that's my whole thing has always just been like, we need like a Black Lives Matter act, like a law. Something. We need something, like we need something like official, like in writing. Like if there was anything that I would put forth, I was actually talking to somebody about this the other day. Cause I was watching this video of this, um, this black man was being pulled over by, by a white police officer. He's recording. He's literally showing them that, you know, he's he got his hands up. He's like, I'm not resisting. They're searching my car. I have nothing. They just pulled me over, things like that. And the police officer literally like, like throws his door open, takes off his seatbelt, and is like cursing, like in this man's face, cursing him out. And I'm just like, where is the protect and serve? Where is his right? Like, like where is the common respect that's supposed to be there? Officers are supposed to be the first ones to detain the situation. Wow. They're not supposed to be the ones escalating it. And what's crazy is I see two other white officers that are watching him do this to this black man. They're not speaking up, they're not saying anything. They're literally watching him harass him in his car. 
and a black man is being fully compliant. I'm and solutions I would put forth, I would say officers will have to carry rubber bullets. No, no real ammunition. I, I would allow one clip of real ammunition for real situations, but other than that, everything is rubber bullets. Definitely. Like, like if your job should be to detain, right. de-escalate, your goal should not be, because this is some officer's mentality. Some officers are like, I got to meet my quota. I need to put somebody behind bars. When the real thing should be, how am I going to get him home tonight? That should be what it is. It shouldn't be, oh, I think he's doing something. I, I suspect he's doing something. Some, something about him is a sitting right with me. Officers shouldn't have that mentality. The mentality is, how can I help him? Well, let me analyze the situation. Exactly. What's going on? If I, if I really see that he's up to something, let me act accordingly in a way that's not going to disrupt the public as well, but contain the situation in a manner that is peaceful and right. calm so that way not just I go home safely, but maybe he can go home safely as well because mm-hmm. it's I have a family, he has a family. I don't care if this is a person who is a homeless person on the side of the street. Right. They are somebody's child. Right. They have family. And at the end of the day, they are a human being and you should treat them with the decency of that. Right. You know, um, I was listening to the Breakfast Club one day and Charlamagne said something that made a lot of sense. He was like, you know, treat people how you want to be treated. Exactly. If you don't care about how you, you get treated, treat them how you want them to treat your mom, your mm. father, your son, your daughter, because at least I know you at least care about them. Right. Like, so think about it that way. I was like, that's just that. Like, it's just insane to me to think that, you know, we could literally be doing nothing. And like, I'll give a good example. It's like, say you've been pulled over. Your your back tail light is out. I shouldn't feel, because my back tail light is out, I shouldn't be afraid for you to put a gun in my face. As something as simple as that, right? As an officer, I feel like the officer's job should not be to, oh, I'm going to write you a ticket, or I'm going to cuff you. I feel like it should be, let me give you some people in the area that can fix that taillight for you. Thanks. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you out. Hey, you know that? You know this taillight only five, $5. Um... Here, just go right here real quick and go get that tail light fixed, and I'll I'll help you put it in so I make sure you won't get pulled over. Matter of fact, you have a tail light now. Okay, we'll go ahead and get that changed now so that we don't have to get pulled over no more. We don't have to worry about it, so we can get home safely. See, as something as simple as that, versus it being, sir, your tail light is up. I ain't know my tail light. You persist. Like, it doesn't need to get to that point. Right. I think officers like. Are they protect and serve? I think it need to be the other way around. They need to serve first, then protect. And by protect, I understand that you know officers have to uphold the law. Definitely. So if you give him those, give him or her those resources, and they don't get it fixed, 
then you have to uphold the law. I think that's fair. Ooh. That's fair. But just to completely throw it out of proportion is unnecessary. Right. They still have not found the people who killed Breonna Taylor. Oh, no, they found them and actually they just started the investigation. Just started the investigation. Yeah, I think it was like last week they started the investigation. Uh, what, what, literally went into her house and murdered this woman, claiming it was the wrong person. How do you do that? Yeah, like y'all claim it's the wrong person, and then you say, "Oh well, we had a warrant for her house too because they felt like somebody that lived there had something to do with uh, what was going on." What? You say you have a no-knock warrant, but then you claim you knock. Huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the hypocrisy is terrible. It's terrible. We just need to do better as people. We also need to be serving first, then protect. Definitely. The priority should be to keep this person alive, not put them into a jail cell. There needs to be a Black Lives Matter Act, which is by law states that if any person of color is harassed or abused, discriminated against in any form or fashion, there are severe consequences. And I promise you, the moment that a white person gets arrested or lose their job, like seriously loses their job, gets put behind bars or faces a death penalty for hurting a black person, it's going to change a lot of perspective. We need to show them that we're serious. This is a serious issue. Because I feel like we've got to a point where it's kind of just like, oh, that's just another Tuesday for us. Really shouldn't be like that. It's not, it's not, it shouldn't be normal all and it's hard and it's scary for me to you know be you know a young black man 19 and to know people who haven't reached the age of 13 to know people older than me who who aren't going to see 25 that's scary I shouldn't be in fear of my life when I walk outside I shouldn't be looking over my shoulder every five minutes, looking at this police car tailing me for the last two blocks. Like, I shouldn't have to feel that way. Mm. So when we show them that we're serious, that we're not going to continue to allow this disrespect of our culture, of our people, we're going to turn heads. Something else I saw that was... I'm gonna give this man some big props for this, you know. Mm-hmm. The Rock for buying the XFL. Yeah. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, you know, one of my favorite actors of all time. I just think he's an all-around good dude, you know, yeah. father. You know, hell, hell of a hell of a bodybuilder, you know, great mm-hmm. guy. For him to make that kind of boss move, I feel like it is. That's, that's a, ne- a next step, you know. You're already doing these action movies. You pretty much got a spinoff from Fast and the Furious. Who knows where that's going to go. Right. And you go buy it, the XFL, and I truly feel like if he does it correctly, 
the way it's looking right now with the NFL, they might not be able to play. And if they do the XFL correctly and they get a bubble like the NBA and they're able to play, it's going to take off. And he's going to make so much money from it. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> and I just, I applaud him so much. It's like, he bought the business of the man who he used to work for. Exactly, bro. Dude, really? If that is not a come up, I don't know what is. That's true. Bro, like, it's just insane to me. Like, he used to work for this man. <laughs> you were his employee. Yes. Now you are an investor taking an investment all of his hand. And there's no doubt, like, I always felt like eventually, you know, Rock started out playing football, you know, in college. I always felt like eventually he was going to go back to that. It was, it was going to take some time, but, you know, him doing movies and everything like that, Rock has always had that business mindset. Um, so I knew eventually he was eventually going to go back to that, whether it was going to be him buying an NFL team, you know, like, I knew eventually it was going to get to a certain point, man. Like, like how you said, if he plays his cards right, XFL is going to be a serious, it's going to be serious. It's going to be a real, real threat. And honestly, like, Barack is like a true inspiration for being just like a black male influencer. Definitely. He's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But I think he does a great job of just representing. Right. Not just black people, but also his Hawaiian culture. Just being a respectable, presentable, you know, role model for people. And I'm, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what he does with it. Still in Snickers bars, too. <laughs> XFL, hey. That's oh. Crazy. I literally just watched his movie. What was the movie he did? The Disney movie, Race to Witch Mouth. Oh, yeah, I remember. I was in the movie, too. I remember. When he first started, you know, making ways as an actor, it was kind of just, just to see him now, it was like, wow. Like, he, he's really made, made a name for himself. Uh, there were nobody said, uh, I'm always going to use, can you smell it? Like, <laughs> you know what the rock is cooking? I don't care. Well, the catchphrases he come up with are just, I don't know how he does it. He just has that, like, I remember I was watching somebody interview talking about The Rock. I think it was one of the, like, uh, commentators that was talking. He said, he was like, when he first met The Rock, like, you see him in person, you understand why he's such a superstar. <laughs> just off of looks alone. And I'm like, like, big dude, you know, got that chiseled face, that big smile that cool like swagger to him that charisma I'm like I don't even get starstruck but I'd probably be nervous <laughs> yeah definitely cause I'm 6'2 and I think he's like 6'5 so I'm probably yeah. like, back up off me bro like hold on sir. Yeah. <laughs> you you got it <laughs> you yeah. got it you better dap you up he pull you like whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. hold on now trying to keep my shoulder together <laughs> Located my shoulder. Oh, that. Thank you. Well, 
Um, there's anything else you want to talk about with the media, with the regular world media going on right now that you can think of? Um, Karen, I need y'all to go back in the house. <laughs> just leave us alone. We're just trying to live our lives and do the best we can. We, ain't, we don't need any more of your drama. Man, please. Please, like, whoever your husband is, <laughs> tell him to pick you up. Tell John. To tell come John to come get you. Because <laughs> we are we're we are tired of it. <laughs> tell John, Robert, and Jack. Back <laughs> in the house. Tell, tell Bob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's it's time for you to go home. Please. What that live for me. <laughs> Alright, so the last part is of course what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> me I don't know. Every, every time I talk to somebody, they always laugh and they say, oh, what in the world is wrong with you? Because they say I'm just trip. Me, let's see. Um, this week, other than, you know, just working and uh, you know, coming up with different stuff for the podcast and everything. I've been looking for a new car, you know. Yeah. I'm not gonna name the name of the place that I went to, but I'll just say they dirty. <laughs> um, you know, it makes sense. I got to put three thousand down for a five thousand dollar car, but yeah. that, that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like NBA young boy, it makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> makes no sense. But you know, uh, other than a little family drama, you know, I'm not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been chilling, just hustling, just working, working like crazy. I got two jobs, so you know, I'm just, I guess you can kind of say four now because I got uh, my first job, my second job, making music and podcasting now. So I'm, I'm two away from catching up with uh, with Kevin Gates. <laughs> I feel I that. Make my own energy drink so I don't get tired. <laughs> but, um, you know, other than that, I've been chilling. Uh, definitely, uh, I'm one of those people. Um, like I said before, I'm big on mental health, so I, I'm not a religious person, but I definitely, you know, every day I make sure I pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe in talking to God at least once that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, most times, I like to do it on my way home from work. You know, just running down my day, talking to Him. Right. Right. Especially sometimes I like doing it because some of these people on the road. <laughs> oh, so, some of these people on the road. Speak on them people. <laughs> so many curse words flying out of my mouth. <laughs> It'll be funny. Oh, Lord have mercy. It just. Ugh. Man, I moved. I'm a. Well, I'm originally from North Carolina, but I moved to this area when I was 11. Mm-hmm. And after high school, after my first year of college. I moved to Tennessee, and that's why I ended up learning getting my license and everything. And I thought Tennessee drivers are bad, man. I get back here. <laughs> what in the world? What in the world? Different, sir. It's very different. Nobody yeah. know how to use a turn signal. <laughs> I think it's just illegal. I think it's illegal. <laughs> it makes no sense. You coming from all the way from the far left lane to get to the right lane, and you ain't got no turn signal. It's just one. <sighs> You know, took almost set out the whole front of my car. <laughs> I had to slam my brakes three times from stopping you to hit me. Like, this is not. This is not okay. This is not okay. Uh, it, 
it's, it's different. It's real different. It's definitely different. <laughs> definitely different. It's definitely different. And other than that, you know, uh, I recently got engaged. You know, I, congrats, congrats. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. You know, uh, all I can say is. I don't know what I'd do without her, you know. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. You know, you meet somebody and everything changes. Right. I'm not gonna lie, when I first met her, I was very selfish. Mm-hmm. Thought only about my, I thought a lot about myself, but you know, mm-hmm. they always say it takes a different kind of person to get you outside of your head and get you outside of yourself and get you exactly. to actually look at life differently. She does just that. She's my, she truly is my, my queen of my rock. And I'd probably be out here hoeing somewhere if it won't for me. <laughs> she keeps me level headed. She keeps me fed and she keeps me, keeps me here. It's good. It's real good. Definitely, definitely. definitely. Yeah, it takes uh, a queen to compliment a king. Right. It truly does, man. I'm happy for you, bro. Uh, don't let her go. Don't, do, don't mess it up. <laughs> I know you got it, but just make sure you know, like, y'all keep elevating and growing together. She's going to compliment you as much as you want to compliment her. And as long as y'all have a mutual understanding and compromise with each other. Right. Understand that, you know, things aren't always going to be perfect. It's going to be highs, it's going to be lows, but like, if y'all, as long as y'all willing to ride the wave together, y'all, y'all going to make it to shore. Definitely, definitely. Uh, as people can see, I'm very opinionated and sometimes she just looks at me as like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Did you just say that? I'm like, I know I shouldn't have said it. She's like, but you said it anyway. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's like, no, you're not. It's okay. <laughs> I'm like, Lisa Lonis. She's like, yeah, I give you that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, it is what it is. Right. Like you said, just uh, having a clear understanding and just being truly um, respectful and understanding, you know, each other's boundaries as well. You know. And people have to, you know, something I had to realize, you, when you get into a relationship with somebody, you can't make them who you want them to be. You have to accept them for who they truly are. And most times when people go into a relationship, they have an idea of who their perfect partner is. And they, well, I have this person here. Let me see if I can mold them into that. And people wonder why they're going through so much struggle and so much pain because you can't change somebody who's already set for who they are. Mm-hmm. Either you can accept them for who they are or move on because they can only be them. Exactly. And I I like to think, you know, I've always had this mentality that, you know, relationships should never be one-sided. Definitely. I think that's kind of something I've really noticed about, you know, our generation, like, some of the stuff like 
a lot of people feel like it's all about them and and <laughs> I'm probably gonna get I'm probably gonna get heat for this but <laughs> I'm, I'm I've been watching this uh this one woman her name is Tanika Marie she has um she does these really good like she's a relationship coach she does a lot of these good you know live YouTube videos talking about you know the hypocrisy things that women do in life and just in relationships oh, yeah. and it's good to kind of hear the stuff that we think is men come out of a woman's mouth oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't definitely check her out but like she 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 really hit home with something that's that i have been pondering for years oh, yeah. that i started thinking i was crazy for it. <laughs> but she she said that you know a woman doesn't want a good man she wants a I changed him trophy hmm. Oof. and what Oof. and what she meant by that is like you know a certain woman when she sees that a man is established like he's bringing all these things to the table what that man a good man does is he's going to try and elevate her right the fact of the matter is women don't like to rise to the occasion they already feel like they are the prize they feel like they are the prize right and that's why certain relationships become so one-sided because women feel like it's all about them the man has to cater to them do everything for them right and i've always had the mentality which she explained is that the table is the relationship and you're both supposed to put your pieces onto the table and build something together right that's what a relationship is women feel like they the table they the pride keep adding your stuff on top of it for your lobsters your steaks <laughs> and don't get me wrong i love women i adore women i have so much respect for women i was raised by a single black woman been grown up around a bunch of single strong black women so my respect for them goes so deep and to see like like the let me break it down like this <laughs> women feel like a, a man is supposed to treat them like a queen a king is going to treat his woman like a queen when she has to rise to that occasion a lot of women are find a king and feel like they deserve to be treated like a queen when really they're princesses so it's all about understanding that a relationship is two it involves communication compromise understanding compassion you know you guys have to be here and it has to be like this for the long run but the truth is a lot of women feel like oh i can i can just you know i don't have to really do nothing i can just look pretty you know just do a couple things here and there and and i'll be good and in actuality it doesn't it doesn't work like that and 
that's why I like <laughs> which is why I feel like I've gotten into a lot of trouble <laughs> for having this mentality and for feeling like like this is right because I've had a lot of girls come to me like yeah like dude's supposed to do everything for me like he's doing all this for me like but then I'm like what are you doing for him you're supposed to compliment each other right it should be a balance now she she kind of explains like gender roles and things like that which I do believe to an extent is right but I feel like in today's society sometimes gender roles can be flipped we've seen women be the provider be the protector and men be you know the at home dad like I don't think there's nothing wrong with that but there's a balance there there's a balance between those things I just think that you know just on both sides people need to be less selfish understand that you have to complement each other and you both have to bring something to the table right and if one person is up here and you really want to be with them you got you got to rise to that occasion because y'all have to be you know level y'all have to be like a partnership i gotta be stronger than will and jada (laughs) (laughs) i gotta be stronger than that (laughs) no matter what (laughs) i gotta be through it don't don't be doing none of entanglements and and that extra stuff but the preface of the partnership, like they together, strong, like you gotta go through that. That's just always been my mentality. Like I hate I hate to put it like this, but I don't I don't like girls that feel entitled, that feel like I'm supposed to just give everything to them, that they're the prize. And when you understand that the woman is not the prize and that the woman is not the prize but the relationship is the prize when you come to understand that relationships will be so so much stronger so much greater I definitely get that because you know one thing that I loved about my relationship is um, the first night we met each other I'm not going to say through how (laughs) We met each other and, you know, we talked for a few days. Mm-hmm. She was like, all right, well, I'm getting ready to come from a friend's house. I'll be there around nine o'clock. I'm gonna pull up on it. like, cool. So we sat out by my house and we talked for probably five, six, seven hours. Mm-hmm. And she laid it out to me. And a lot of guys would probably tell me I'm crazy, but she looked at me dead in my eyes and told me, listen, she's like, I want to be a housewife. I want to work from home. I want to do this A, B, and C. And I looked at her dinner face and was like, that's what you want? Okay. And I, she she looked at me funny, but her not realizing I already wanted that because I I have a mom who's work, who works for the federal government for almost 15 years now. Mm-hmm. And like you, I've had a single mom raise me. Of course, my dad was in the picture, but it's, it's, it's just mainly her here every day. I said, so for me seeing my mom work 10, 12 hours a day yeah. and have to take me to football practice or pick me up from football practice or right. go to my game. And then she still got to try to find her, have her life and whatever. I don't want that. I want my kids to be able to, if they want to play 15 different sports, they can do it. Exactly. 
if I need to have something taken care of, even though I may be at work all day, my wife may be able to pick up that slack there. At the same time, I'm still not just relying on her to all do everything, but equal. Like you said, it's a balance. And that's what some people don't realize. It's not about, it's not always about money. A lot of people put things to money. Me, I'm not gonna lie, I can be lazy, but at the end of the day, if your family needs to survive, you gotta do what you gotta do. You're gonna make sure you do what you have to do. Exactly. And your partner is gonna pick up where they can. You gotta, it's not 50-50, it's 100-100. Right. That's what a lot of people don't realize. Because if you're giving 50%, I'm giving 50%, where is the rest of it going? But if you're giving your all and I'm giving my all, all we can do is multiply because I got a hundred dollars and you got a hundred dollars. And we can make that two hundred dollars and the four hundred dollars, we're gonna double our money. Exactly. If we can keep doing that, there ain't no telling what you can do. Exactly. You know, so other than that, you know, that's all. Yeah. That's the word. <laughs> well, I think that's about all for today. Um, I definitely enjoy having you. Loved uh, all the topics. I loved all your points of views. You know, it's definitely great to see somebody. <laughs> somebody gonna say I'm crazy with these. <laughs> Man, that's what the whole point of this podcast is. I feel like there is no such thing as not crazy everybody there's something wrong with everybody right you know all my life somebody is my my mom my dad my family always said something is wrong with you what (laughs) i I still ain't figured it out (laughs) that's why i made this i'm like maybe 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 the world can help me figure it out right you know it is what it is right right Definitely want to commend you, you know, your uh, young black man working hard, you know. Thank you. I definitely love your focus. You know, I wish I definitely had that at 19. 19, I was uh, just just dropping out my freshman year of college because I was lost, not understanding what I wanted to do. Uh, just getting to Tennessee, uh, trying to figure out what I want to do in my life, working and not knowing what what I was doing. Now I'm about to be 25 in September and over the last, you know, three years. Right. I really honed down on my craft and started to work and I'm just, you know, improving myself and getting better every day. So, you know, I definitely commend you for that and keep working, keep hustling because I already know it. Like I told you before, it's great to see you, man. Just keep hustling. Right. You know, even, um, Mr. Cheney, he saw, he said, he's like, man, what you're doing is dope. Mm-hmm. He's fire. He said, that's just, it's, it's a keep on. Definitely. Just okay. keep hustling. I promise you, things will pay off, you know. Yeah. It's baby steps. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I pray every day. You know, I thank God for the, for the gift he gave me. And I'm always humble to, you know, I always got to remind myself, you know, I may, I've done this, I've done that, but at the end of the day, I'm still that. You know, black boy from Southeast DC, you know. Oh, yeah. Grew up, grew up there and I seen my fair share of life. And it just pushed me to 
you know, not be a stereotype, but he really used the talent that he gave me to be better, be greater, and to show people that it doesn't matter where you come from, you got the power to change the world. Definitely. Oh, oh. As my, as I like to say, you know, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe y'all can help me figure this shit out because I'm lost. Mm-hmm. That's all for you guys. 